Good evening. So this is class number three of Tsar Bali Chaim. So the first two, just, just to, to go very quickly, uh, first two classes we discussed whether Tsar Bali Chaim, whether being cruel or hurtful to animals is a biblical rabbinical prohibition. We brought down a multitude of sources, up to 11 sources, whether it's De Reis or De Rabbanon, the, the consensus opinion that it's under many circumstances De Reisa, biblical in nature. Nevertheless, we saw the second class um, that there are exceptions, which is amazing, right? If it's biblical, you should not be able ever to do Tsar Bali Chaim. It should never be the case. And we said that really from the Chesam Seifer to the Trumas Adeshin, and many others say, that we can they can they can hamstring the the horses, uh, or, or is any personal be- benefit if it by stuffing the animals or for fur, or all types of things which are for human benefits, um, there you are allowed to do. There's no it's not it's not an iser tzar balichaim. We did see that what the extent of that human benefit is. Wait, the, you know what's the coast theorem? I can pick it up. It was coast theorem that the. Goods are going to end up with those who buy them the, the most. And I tell you the cost theorem. The trans- transactions will uh, will work out so that everything goes to the person who buys something the highest. Right. right. So it's a cost benefit type of analysis, right? Um, I was making sure that your uh, libertarian side didn't take over you over here. I didn't go to Chicago, but yeah. I can't remember something. Um, so, so I mean, the cost benefit analysis, which means there is pain to the animal. And there's human benefit. And we saw that the, there even could be, some things are permissible, but it's considered auxiliary to do. If it's really for a luxury, if it's really unnecessary, then it could can possibly not be, should not be done. We did, and we, we ended off uh, last week saying a remarkable thing. We did the, oh, two weeks ago, we, we met last met. We did the Gemara in Avodah by Rebbe and Rebbe Pinchas Benyar, the whole c- case of, the mules, the, the, the white mules that were outside in Pinchas Benyar didn't want to come into the house of Rabbi Huda Nasi. And so there it was clear that killing the animals, the way Rabbi Huda Nasi understood it, remember this Gemara? That to kill the animals was not Sarbali Chaim. So you saw that killing the animals was not Sarbali Chaim. Okay? Right? And we mentioned the case about leather, that the custom is not to say to wear it out too well because you have to kill more animals. But in theory, the Gemara is clear that to kill an animal is not Sarbali Chaim. Okay, so I want to start tonight with a good question. That is, is add a crew permissible? Forget add a crew. I I, I, I I went to sleepaway camp. That itself is not a sin, but in sleepaway camp, I, I think I mentioned this. There was a major t- competition as uh, us twelve and thirteen year old boys uh, to kill as many daddy long legs as possible. There were daddy long legs. This is if you're in upstate New York, in bunks that look like they're from the 15th century. Today they're really, <laughs> it's a different world. When I went to camp, men were men. We had like old bunks, and today they have luxury cabins. Uh, but we had like bunks. There was all kinds of bunks in there. You'd go and like the guys would kill them on the wall, left and right, be killing. It'd be a competition who can kill more daddy long legs. So spiders, big. Not, not at all. No, they there's. Eat, they, eat the good, they eat bugs, so. Huh? They eat bugs, so it's. Uh... Mm-hmm. They don't bite. Nothing. Nothing to it. But are you allowed to do that? Okay. Um, flies are flies harmful? What do you think? Yes. Yeah. Why are flies harmful? Because they land on poop, poop uh, that uh, have had uh, that lies on the street from the animals, and they get it on their little feet, 
and then they come in and land on your food, and you get sick. Ah. Okay, it strengthens your immune system. Uh, okay. More people have died because of, 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 of flies or other kind of really? insects landing okay. on poop and then going on people's food and get and spreading sicknesses and diseases. Thousands, hundreds, millions of people have so, died so basically, because of that very thing. So, 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 okay, so <laughs> moths. Moths. I don't know about moths. Can, can, can eat your stuff. How about how, uh, how about lizards? They eat the flies. Eat the flies. <laughs> hey, what, well, what about all these things? So, Chaim Vital. Who's Chaim Vital? Tom and Who? 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 Tom there's no bria. There's no nothing created. Levatala. Now, who was I just learning this? Oh, with, I learned with Daniel Feiberg Monday nights, and we're learning that everything in the, in the everything in the in the physical world has a spiritual source, right? So. As a malach, whatever, to, to everything physical. So, but forgetting kabbalistically, metaphysically, in this world, everything is created by God. In the, in the world we call nature, there's nothing that's for naught. Shalom uh, There's a reason that it's there. Moiri Zal, his Rebbe, the Arizal, Rebbe Yitzchak Gloria, Hayanizar. He was careful. Not to kill any crawling creature, any bug. Even from the smallest in towns could go in Parosham. What's Parosh? Please. Kinim. My sons have been acting that out. So, you know, just, just left Egypt in Parshas. Zvuvim. Your poop carriers, flies. The kiyotze, the kiyotze be'elom. Everybody's going to kill him. The af hem mitzarno so. Even they'll be annoying him. And endangering him. They'll be annoying him. Kvar noyid bazal, shagam oivav yisham oisaz akelav, vyeshto oivav proshes who atzmo, whatever, skip this. He said, um, there is a purpose, there's a reason for all these animals, and therefore the Arizal did not kill everything, anything, because there is a purpose to everything. That's what the, that's what the Arizal that's what the Arizal says, it's kind of legend. Ramesha Feinstein has a chuva on this, actually. This chuva is actually to a very, very close friend of my family, actually a bracha at my wedding. His name is Shmuel Fashalas, and Rav Shmuel Fashalas is married to Rav Moshe's granddaughter. Rav Moshe's son and heir is Rav David Feinstein, he's one of the great Paiskim in America. Okay, so Shmuel Fashalas is his son-in-law, and he was my father's good friend growing up in the Lower East Side. So Shmuel Fashalas asked him about pest control. Okay, could you have pest control? Could you have people going ahead and killing uh, what's it called? Orkin? What's it? What's what's, what's, what's Orkin? Right, not I didn't get to rats yet. What's orkin? Exterminator. Oh. You know her Orkin? Uh, what else is there? There's another one that well, killed. Well, 
Clark. Clark. Oh, I, I, I get Clark sometimes to come to me for the bugs. Not for the big stuff. Uh, so, Clark's, or can, could you be a Jewish exterminator? Not a terminator, an exterminator, okay? So, in the middle of a long tshuva about being an exterminator, he says, Amisha says, um, so it goes back, I mean, I could, this, is a, this is really Kadai, if anyone wants to see the sugya to go through. And he says it's for sure mutter. Um, it, um, to, that, that if they bother a person, um, I'll, 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 I'll read the end of this whole back and forth. Um, he asks a question, I'm just going to say, he said, I'm going to say that, he says, you see, killing animals, killing things, could create um, uh, perhaps axaris. So you don't want to do things which are unnecessary to kill. What if they bother a person? What if they're annoying to a person? What if they're gross? What if they... Uh, my wife has a cousin. If she sees a bug in her house, she can't function. Her, you know, her poor husband has had to drive miles home from work at times because an ant or know, a spider... How he's married to her, to be honest. <laughs> she calls him, Emergency! Honey, get home as soon as possible! Like, uh, you know, you think there's like a, a ganav, a thief? It's like a. Or a cockroach, probably. I think she calls him home for an ant. A cockroach. There's a cockroach and has police. She could, he'll come home to the top of a table, you know, ducking somewhere. Like, yeah, if you're, if you're, you know, I'm being a little melodramatic, but even, you know, if it bothers a person, annoys a person, you know, I imagine now that her Brenton, you, if you would see a fly around your food, you'd probably be pretty, uh, pretty nervous, no? Yeah, I'm very nervous. <laughs> I, say, I, won't, I won't call my wife at work and ask her to come <laughs> catch the fly. That I won't do, but I will get nervous if yeah. I see flies on my Right, on so you'll be nervous. And, and then obviously there's much, it, gets, it, gets, it goes worse. Obviously if you have uh, bed bugs, fleas, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's majorly uncomfortable uh, plus, okay? So he says it's for sure mutter. So sorry, so something is mutter if you have a psychosis? That's what it is. Yeah, because there's a human need for it. Actually, I mentioned that last week, last time, that there, there is a sad to say, obviously if you can overcome it, but yeah, if, it's, if, if it makes you feel better, that's enough of a reason according to some acranium. Certainly if there is a, 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 a rational reason, more than just a psychosis. Um, it says, even uh, but these balichaim like zuvim, poroshemach bar kedomah shemazikin, they bother a person, they annoy a person. Vade hudaver mutter, for sure mutter to kill them. Veleka perhaps even midas chasidus not to kill them. By the way, I saw that just outside the yivitz, the chasid yivitz. Who's the yivitz? Sharon, you're hot. This, he's he's just saving. He's he's helping you. The yivitz. Yeah, I, you bring his high shits? No, 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 no. His bar plugs off, they put each other in the chair room. Rabbi Yaakov Emden. Rabbi Yaakov Emden. So Rabbi Yaakov Emden, who actually was a bar plug to Rabbi Yaakov Emden, they accuse each other of. He gets into the history series, it's all there. Uh, so he's a rov in, he was a rov in, in Amsterdam, in Emden, actually. Uh, so he says in Shalas Yavitz, it's for sure motor to kill bugs and this. He says that the result is literally a. Uh, Midas chasidus, midas chasidus, Shabo. Like, you know, like, if you want to know, you want to kill a bug, yeah. So, I, my friends in camp, I, I probably myself, I don't remember, I was definitely not into it, but I, I had a stomach, I killed a guy long ago, most, most probably. At least, you know. Stun. What? Stun for no reason. 
it bothers you. The reason bats and people don't like daddy long legs or spiders, if it bothers you, right, or it annoys you to have a spider crawling over you on your bunk bed, now to go around outside the bunk looking to kill these things, I don't think that's a good idea, but technically, as long as they bother you, or they annoy you, you have a tzad hat. So it means, um, um, but then he said like this, here he's talking about killing animals, or bugs, or, or, or rodents, or rodents, Better that you don't kill them with your own hands. Ella, put something that they die. You know, spray something that the poison that they'll eat. You shouldn't be the, the, the one to do it. Why? Because you see, if you're the one smashing a rodent, or, or killing it, or zapping it, or anything like this, you see this is by the case of Irhanidachas. By an Irhanidachas, which the Torah commands. What's an Irhanidachas? A wayward city, which means an absolute majority of the city, not just off the derech, or idolaters, and, and, and etc. Um, a case that the Gemara really never happened, most likely. Um, but you'd kill the whole city, and it's a mitzvah to destroy the city. And yet, and yet the, 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 the Torah has to say you'll have mercy. Why? So the Orachim, he quotes the Orachim HaKadosh. The Orachim says that doing that, of course, it creates a bad... Just like if you have stuck every day, what does stuck do? It makes you more generous. Doing an act of killing could make you more callous, make you less merciful. And so there you get a mitzvah, it's a special siyat of the Shmaya by Iron Edachas to have rachamim. And you, it won't affect your neshama, which it, otherwise it would. Right? Otherwise being involved in that would affect your soul. So he says the best thing is if you don't get into the practice of actually killing these things yourself, but set up traps you know, do it in a way which is klach. Yeah, that's the again. Is it mutter to kill with your own hands? Absolutely. Is it amidas chasidas? Because you don't want to get into a, a situation where you where, where you know um, where you you do it. What about shechita? You know what shechita is? Anyone went into a slaughterhouse? Everyone see it? You know, they do about a thousand chickens an hour. An hour. An hour. Or you know, a shechita could do up to a thousand chickens an hour. Hundreds. It's like this. They pass it. It's every, every few seconds. It's literally how many how many minutes an hour? 60. How many seconds in an hour? Thirty six hundred. If I could do, if you can do a chicken every three to five seconds, how many is that? Oh. Right, I mean, they can go and then they take off. They don't do, they, they don't do you know they'll, they'll go straight and then they'll take off on off on on. Right, they do hundreds. Uh, a decent shocha has hundreds an hour. <laughs> you know, I think killing hundreds of chicken an hour is that kind of. He says, but shechit is a mitzvah. So you have that you have a divine province. Killing bogs, killing rodents is not a mitzvah. It could be a chesed, but it's not a mitzvah in Hatar. Which means Hatar says you can eat animals, right? If you eat animals, what do you have to do? Shech them. So it's a mitzvah to do shechita. So shechita actually do a ma'aseh mitzvah. Is Dali long leg in the same halachic category as a chimpanzee that can understand four hundred different human signals? Is it, are they all the same? From a halakhi perspective? So the shayla's yad sounds like no. But also remember, it's clear from the Gemara that killing an animal, here's the main thing, killing an animal is not sorry about the Chaim. The Arizal was a, the Chaim he tells us, Arizal was a holy Jew. You know, the Arizal, I was just teaching this to the 11th grade girls in Mira, so if the 11th grade girls in Mira know this, so you should know this too. Not the 10th grade girls, the 11th grade girls. The Arizal, who was, was Ashkenazi, for the record, 
uh, his mother was Sephardi, but his father was Ashkenazi. So when his father passed away in Germany, they moved to, to Egypt. His Talmud advised for seven years. He lived on the Nile River. Seven years he lived on the Nile River by himself. He was married. He'd come home only for Shabbos. The rest of the week, it'd be just him and Hashem. He had a house on the river in Egypt, and that's where he perfected his appearance and understanding of the Zayhar. He was a holy Jew. I mean, he was like in a different... So Chaimitao's bringing that Rizal. That Rizal's like, woo! You know, like... You know, we don't know, is it Mutter? Moshe says it for sure. Mutter, not even me. This because the Shemot says it also. But you don't want to get used to... Th- I think about it. If an adult's going around killing daddy long... Like, you don't think it's a, a good... You think it's a healthy thing for a person? I'm not talking psychosis over here. I'm thinking... Do you think it's good for the Neshama to used to get killing, smashing bugs? It's like, no, it, you know, it, it's not... So Moshe says the best thing is to do it in, a, in, a, in, a, in an indirect... Uh, fashion. That's that's the the Rashi Prakim Rashi Prakim um, about Ramesha uh, says um, the Neid of Yehuda also has a, a very interesting view on this because if killing animals is mutter, if killing animals is mutter, so um, too bad Chaim Roberts is not here. But we have Eitan. How many guns do you have? Enough. Enough? No, not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Never enough. Don't go on to play with them. Uh, so, the Naida Behuda. Who's the Naida Behuda, Alex? It's uh, Prague. Prague, okay. Well, it's good. Half credit. What's his, what's his name? <coughs> it's luck. Your own namesake. Yes, No. <laughs> Bechaskel. He's asked about hunting. Okay? He's asked about hunting. What? First For sport. Can you, how could you not hunt? Well, so the shaila is, is if you hunt for the fur. Obviously you can't eat anything you hunt. If you shoot an animal, you can't eat it. It's trafe, right? If you take a bow and you shoot it into it, or you take a gun and you shoot it in, it's not... No longer eat it. He is I I I don't know how I even got the Shiloh. I share Balishal She Elta Mishtai Vilish the Hamasemishlachosh. But I answer everything. Sure Shalash so Ish Echad person. Hashem gave him a tremendous inheritance. Guy, this is like in the old days, this is before taxes. I think Trump wants to bring these days back, right? The guy had Kfarim, Pashit villages. Yaris, forests, like you don't, we don't have these kind of people. Like, like, like this kind of guilt, as well. Even Jeff Bezos cannot compare. No jokes to the wealthy people in the old aristocratic way days. They had dukes, like they, they, they had like they, like they, they, they owned like actually maybe in Texas people own like, the land's worthless there. These people own like prime land in Europe, like major fiefdoms. They own the whole. What means where everyone lived, they're all they're all tenants. They they didn't own the land. What? The whole country. They could own the county, right? Literally, you know, they would own a county. They would own areas. So this guy had a tremendous er- inheritance, including towns, <laughs> forests, uh, uh, and there's all kinds of chayos uh, yards, all kinds of animals in the forests. He wants to know. What's to take a shot with a conestrefa? This is it. You know what was a what was a gun called in the eighteenth century? Musket. Musket. Right? Three musketeers. Right? Alexander Dumas. Right. So you know, got to take their musket, their stick that with fire. Take their musket. Um, shoot the animals. 
And it, and it goes through, I, it is also, this tshuva is very long. So if anyone wants to look it up, it's in Madura Tanina, Shela Yud. But in, in there, he's like this. I'm not going to elaborate. He says, the Shuma Sedeshim, which we, which we spoke about last year, already says, If you have a human use for it, if there's a purpose, like fur, a strimal, your leather shoes, well, there was a there was a, a movie I heard years ago called Alligator Dundee. Okay, you need some alligator shoes. Okay, you can get the alligator, no problem. Okay, um, you have some, you have a good reason to get it. Um, he says, anyways, you see from the Gemara from the Sugas, Sar is when you you go up to a dog and you kick it, you hit it, you kick a cat. You know, you throw water at these animals. Sometimes you see these people just torture these animals, like push it. The animals, I'm telling you, human animals will torture real animals for this, like for their own fun. Um, and there's you're not there's, there's no purpose, and they're still alive. But to kill it, to take a gun and just shoot that animal dead, technically speaking, we saw from the Gemara, is permissible. Tsar means tsar. That was, the, that was how we came out from the Sugan Vodazar by Rabbi Rabbi Pinchasinar. He says, in this case, the guy's killing the animals, and he's going to use the, the skins, use the hides. And he says, even uh, what he talks about what that is, but then he says, um, but if you're doing it as a sport, says The truth is, when you hear about these people hunting for fun, and they're not going to hunting for use, okay? If you look at the Torah, there's only two hunters. Who are the two hunters? Nimrod Esav. and Esav. <laughs> you look at the Torah, the two hunters you find are Nimrod and Esav. Esav Nimrod and Esav. to go out with foxes and, you know, hunting, uh, hunting for fun, which was, by the way, in the 18th century. That was a sign of class. Like, today you play golf. If you, if you want to be chashiv, you play golf today. Uh, in those days, they, they went hunting. That's what the aristocrats did. Pukhazi, uh, the kings did that. I mean, you can read the, I mean, left and right, that's what they did. Pukhazi, Lomar, so then he gets into this. By the way, I've told this to my kids, same thing with fishing. You cannot go fishing if you're in a pond where there's no kosher fish. If you want to go fishing, and there's a possibility of catching kosher fish, you're like, go fishing. I, let's say you pull out a non-kosher fish, but your contention is to catch dinner. You want to catch dinner, that's, that's totally fine. I, you gotta, but to go ahead, think about this, to go ahead and go fishing, right? when, there, when you have no chance of getting dinner, you're just doing it to get it. You want to catch a barracuda. I remember when I was young, we, we went deep sea, sea fishing in, in Florida. There's, you know, there's water, there's coral reefs, there's boats, right? It's, it's, I went fishing as a little kid. And I always dreamed to get a fish to eat. You know? But I remember there were guys on the boats. Was a, we went on with my friends. They were looking for barracudas. They had these fishing rods, and, they were, and one of them got a barracuda. They were like, you can't imagine that. 
the, the fishing, the string was going, and that fish was going. It was like, you can't imagine the sight of trying to catch a barracuda. I mean, this thing, and that was like a major fishing rod, and the guys like, oh, like the one's holding the other, like they're pulling it. This, this massive fish. But you know what the thing is? Could you eat that massive fish? No, it's Tareif. If you're a barracuda, you know what happens to that fish? You think this guy puts effort? That fish had a hook jammed up its mouth, right? Jammed into the thing is bleeding when it comes out. You know, this guy pulled that fish. That fish was going like this. The, the, the fishing string is fishing wire is going. And this guy's pulling this thing and it's yanking. You think that fish is not in pain? That fish is, getting, is in a lot of pain. And when they get and the fish comes out, they slam it first because they don't want to jump it all over the place, right? And you're not going to eat the thing. We're not. You don't do that type of stuff. I've told my kids, you don't want to go to you gotta go fishing. It's for dinner. Yeah, there is a possibility to get non-kosher fish. Guess what? When you shacht a cow or a chicken, what's the possibility? Also, but you can't do this for fun. So the new what the new says is no prohibition on killing. He reminds us, um, but he says, and you know, hunting is not a Jewish word. So are you allowed to go hunting? Says technically, technically yes, because. Are you allowed to go fishing? Technically, yes. If someone goes fishing, I tell them they're over in Isra Deirai Satsar Balechaim. No, if they're going to kill it. Right? The problem with, with fishing, though, is they usually don't kill a fish right away. It's like, so, but hunting, you, sh- you, you shoot to kill. <laughs> okay? So maybe it's okay. But then he says, this is not a Jewish thing. It's not a Jewish thing. It's the way of Asa Venim. Rachel of Akomaisav. What do you say? When did Rachel of Akomaisav again? Asher, say every day, right? If you're going to use it for the skins and you're going to use it for a purpose, fine. But again, getting into a, being a hunter, you know, it's not a Yiddish thing. So we should, one should, one should, uh, one should, one should avoid it. The minute to sell the meat to a non-Jew, if it's your parnasa, right? You know, there were Jews who were one of the big industries of the Jewish community in Russia was the fur industry. Actually, historically. They were, they were, the Jews were very into furs, right? Getting furs. Where, where did furs come from, Alex? Very often. But what animals? Oh, minks. Minks, right? Those are expensive furs, right? Sable. Sable. Sable right? All, all kinds of animals. So, so they did it, and they sold the furs. That's fine. It's a part of us. There's a purpose. And you know what? Guess what? If you're in Mother Russia and Siberia, you know, and, and this is, even today, even heat, it's, you walk outside; it's cold. My, I, my grand, my grand, my father's parents were in Siberia. I, it's, it, it, when I saw my grandfather in his old age, his feet, toes were blue. From you know, he was taken by Stalin and thrown into Siberia during the Holocaust. You know, it saved his life, but he was the place is freezing. You're you're helping people by doing that. So that would be okay. Uh, the Minchas Alazu was the Munkach Rebbe who, who died in 1937. From, he lived from 1868 to, to 1937. This is a, a, a little bit of a long truth, so I'll say outside what he says. Um, so he says that the whole machlik is in Chul and Zion and between Rebbe and Pinchas Ben Yair um, is uh, that Rebbe said there's no Tzorah Belechaim because it was necessary. Pinchas Ben Yair didn't accept it. The Rebbe says no Baltashis. He didn't accept that. Um, but we, Pinchas Elazar says, we follow Rebbe, Rebbe Hudanasi, and as long as there is a human benefit, Right, there's not Sarvalichaim and there's no Baltashchas, okay? Um, that's why um, Rabbi said you can kill the animal, right? But it's important, there's no Baltashchas if it is human benefit. Like, I, I've, I've had this conversation before. You know, somebody's at a table, don't leave the food over. It's Baltashchas. Eat it. 
you should eat it. So you should gain two pounds so that it doesn't get thrown out. Like, what kind of stupid thing is that? You're going to get sick because... You worry about your own body. Like, well, you know, if you can save it. I remember I once picked up a going with David from the airport. He was coming to San Jose years ago. I said, have you ate something? He said, yeah, he ate breakfast before. So what have you have? He had pasta. It's pasta for breakfast. You eat pasta for breakfast? You eat pasta? You, you, you eat meat for breakfast? If I'm lucky. If you're lucky. <laughs> and I said, carnivore. Um... He probably, why did he have it? He said he's going to be leaving for a couple of days. We wouldn't be good by the time he gets back. So he ate it. I was really not like his friend. But stop. We're, we're, our bodies are more important, right? And so, Baal doesn't mean to do something to hurt yourself to eat the extra food and gain weight and raise your cholesterol and clog your, clog your arteries. Uh, it means Baal if there's no human benefit, you shouldn't do it. There's a human benefit. It's not, it's not wasteful. Right? Um... So a few practical that's what the Minchas Lazar says. A few practical, a uh, few practical uh, applications. Let me see. Brain of Hashem. We got Brocha Tadven. Hina Melacholam. Brain of Hashem. Rabbi Zakasir and Komasha Rasa. Hachayos Benefesh Kolchay Brachelim. Who's a Bissor Bruno? Levi. Who's a Mari Bruno? This is an unfair question. I haven't recorded him before. The Mari Bruno is actually a Rishon. He's a later Rishon. He lived from 1400 to 1480. Grew up in Germany, and at the end of his last six, his life, by the way, the 15th century of Germany is like really the last century we have really German Rishon. Most of them started going into Poland or Italy. So the next, in the 16th century, you find the centers in Poland first and foremost, and then northern Italy also had very great sages at the time because Germany was so awful, so anti-Semitic. I mean, he, the Mari Bruno was was thrown into jail on a on a on a blood on a blood libel. I mean, he was thrown into jail another time because King Frederick III, the Duke the Frederick III, had demanded that the Jew or Jewish community pay a third of the, all of their wealth to the royal to the royal uh, uh, coffin, and he wouldn't go along with it. Like, a little like the last six years of life, he was thrown in Prague, but like he had a life. Like you see with the Germans, how terrible Germany was. People think of the Nazis; they don't realize historically whether it was the Black Plagues or the Crusades. How terrible Germany was for generations, Prussia for generations, inhospitable. Um, so the Maribuna is asked the following question: Could you go to a horse race? The Maribuna is living from fourteen hundred to fourteen. I didn't even know they had a horse racing in those days, but apparently there is. He says like this: Nishalti imutter latis veliroy simchas harelim. Can you go watch how that with the goyim, the uncircumcised Gentiles do? They, they have the horses race. Uh, whoever horses win uh, gets gold. What was that? There was, a, there was a Jewish guy who owned some Egyptian named horse. What was it recently? It was like the famous. Kept winning all the prizes. Uh, it was like Paro. Like some, kind of, like some kind of name like that. It was actually owned by a modern Orthodox Jew. It was like his horse was winning all the, the races. Are you allowed to do that? Let's say the sky is is it like just uh, unnecessary catching animals, putting them to, you know, for fun? This is it's sport, right? This is not like there's no. What's the human benefit of making horses run after a rabbit? You know, like those you know, dogs, like they have like the city there, and they start running after their, you know, or they hit the things, and they somehow, you know, they don't run like crazy by themselves, right? Uh, right? So it, it, it's a kind of 
Um, he says to treat to teach horses to be part of the military. That's for sure. Okay, if you want to train horses, but that's a human benefit. If, it's, if these horses are being trained to do a job, it's you know the training is difficult for them. Guess what? If your your son was in the army, do they give him like, like pamper? Do they pamper your son in the army? Nice comfy bed. No, no, not at all. Right? I mean, so. You, these horses are being trained to save lives or to defend your country. It's totally fine. You want to do that? He says, I'm a supic. Could you go? So, when you want to go watch them train horses and they're doing this for the army, totally fine. Because the whole purpose of the training the horse is not for you to watch. You're allowed to watch when they have training these horses or, you know, the, the police with those police dogs, those killer dogs they have. You want to watch how they train these things? Go good because into hate. But what about watching it for sport? He says, his or when they're when they're when they're when they're jousting with them, he says he's not sure is that a good idea just to race or joust or or, or not. Um, he says if you're you know if you want to be trained to use horses quickly to, in order to do it for a purpose to for safety, you know, going to be Paul Revere. Sean, you know who Paul Revere was? Baruch Hashem. <laughs> you don't need to know who Paul Revere is. You need to know who lives the same generation, Paul. You know what kind of religion is? Okay, so he lives the same time as Paul. Revere, you're fine. Uh, <laughs> Hashem. You have your priorities straight. If you go to law school, you need to know who Paul Revere is. You need to know to know what he what he uh, what else he did besides running at the middle of the night. Um, okay, so that's the Mar- that's the, Mar- the Mari Bruna the the Aruga Sabaisem. Aruga Sabaisem is Moshe Grunwald. It's a Papa Rob. Actually, if you go to Williamsburg, there's a Kahala Aruga Sabaisem. So Aruga Sabaisem says in Simon Lama Test, again, this is just long, so I'm going to skip this inside. He wants to know, could you go to a circus? Now, recently, the barman, the, 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 the animal rights people are very against the circus. Why? Because their major taina was you're taking animals out of their natural habitat, putting them in cages, forcing them to be, spe- you know, not a joke, by the way. Uh, you know, th- there was the, the story that Elephant Man, you know, like that, there's a. Uh, was true. I mean, once upon a time, they would take humans and make them into spectacles. Like, we think this is. Now, in a day, to compare a human to an animal, not to compare it to. But still, isn't that like. We would all be aghast today to take a human being, a hunchback. Uh, these hunch, you know, if you were a hunchback 200 years ago, or you were an albino, or uh, a midget, they, they, they could have, they, there was, they, they locked some of these people up and used them as toys for people's entertainment. Rachmanul Etzlan to human beings with neshamas from Hashem. I mean, Rachmanul to a holy neshama to do that to. Right, so that, obviously that's beyond the pale of imagination. Human beings that are locked up. Maybe they're volunteers that are getting paid for this. You know, I th- I think it's disgusting to watch that. If someone would ask me, is that okay to watch? I would say you're. If you need to get in your entertainment by seeing that, then you are a freak yourself. <laughs> I'm saying you're 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 you you know, it's like when you're a little kid and you like make fun of people and you feel good. You're getting your high by seeing. You know, is a is a like a Huygen to do that. Right? I'm just pointing out that's. Uh, um, I remember years ago, I'm not even, not even from New York, in the past years, they used to have these Mexicans coming on the trains and passing on, like, like pens and, like, you know, uh, all kinds of stuff. And apparently, 
Like, I mean, they ask for a donation. Like, you go on the train, and, like, they give you this stuff, and they say, do you want to buy this? And they ask for a donation. And, like, I saw, like, a few years later, they could be doing it for, they were doing this for years, you can see them on the train. These were all, like, 40 of these Mexicans were all illegal. They had taken over their papers. And somebody had, like, taken all their family members and held them hostage, and they had to do this every day. Like, they were so abused. I mean, it was so terrible. Like, so terrible. So we'd all, all of us would feel, oh, that's disgusting. So what about animals? Is that just because you went on a popcorn, you can see the elephant go, and you know what it is for an elephant to live in the north, so it can go to zoos also. What about a zoo? Right? A zoo. You know, I think the, like, the, the, they're in Africa. The whole jungle. They're in the Amazon jungle. Where's the Amazon jungle? South America. Yeah, it's not in Africa, right? Exactly. So right, they're, they're, they're somewhere else, and you take them, you lock them up, and you put them in a cage somewhere in Oakland. You know, like, who says that's okay? So, One jungle to the next. Huh? One jungle to the next. <laughs> 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 if it's fact, truth is, it's more of a jungle outside the zoo than in the zoo, right? Right? You know, like, all kinds of crime. Um, but, you know, you know uh, obviously, uh, we're not talking about uh, crime. We're talking about, you know, animals. So, at the end of the day, so the Aruga Sabaisim says as follows. Um, so, going to a circus, this is what he says, not, not telling you this is okay. He says, watching a circus is a Moshev Leitzim. The same as the Gemara talks about a bullfight as being a. Um, he says, he says, says quote sources, it's a Chingin, circus is a Moshev Leitzim. He says one should not go to the circus. It's poshit. The whole thing is one of levity. Now, again, going to the zoo, um, going to the zoo, uh, 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 you know, uh, today, like going to the circus in the old days, they'd have like all kinds of animals. And like, if you imagine again, taking, I so once saw, they, they, they had a picture of this black kid, Rachmanis, to dress them up. You ever see those pictures? They used to do them, like they, you know, in in, in Europe, the blacks sometimes were, were the same type of thing. Like, like, they they would be this, or you take the. I mean, so they would do this to the animals. They they would push it, like do crazy things with animals, and everyone would sit there and watch. Like he felt that was like the old Roman amphitheaters. You know, the old Roman amphitheaters, they would take the they'd have they have these animals kill each other to the death. And they'd all sit there and watch these animals kill each other. That what was what was wrong? His emotional lights. The whole thing is 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 off. So Ruga Zabasim says you can't do that. Chavadas. Chavadas. Where's he from? Okay, the Chavadas. He says as follows. He says the Am Shadaver Bar Lahater. He says what are you talking about? Circuses, zoos. Well, oh, he's talking about zoo. He says, don't give me this liberal stuff. Don't talk to me animals. They have to be, you know, in the wild. They have to be whatever. It gives people, everyone who goes to the zoo, I'm telling you personally, I gain from seeing the zoo. I see Hashem's creation. I mean, the humans benefit. <laughs> you don't think you benefit from seeing the, the, the animals? I... I could stipler used to take the Chaim Kanyaski, the little kid, and the Chaim went to the zoo to see God's creation. Kinav Shoshal Adam is possible. People are Mirosa. It's not. It has Shabura. At least say, Marabu Masach Hashem Kula Mechachma Asisa. You know, you go ahead and see, see this. By the way, I think according to Ravadia, when I was a little kid, they used to dissect things, you know, 
frogs, you know, the science lab, they would do their sex stuff. They did it in your day to judge. So long ago they did this. I had to do it. You did it? I don't know if you remember about flies. I mean, let's imagine what kind of diseases can be in a frog. You know, you know, but you, see, but, you, but, you, but you also see the insides. You know, you see Hashem's creation. There's just forgetting science or anything else. Why do you do a science lab as a little kid? They're dead. They're not taking live things there, right? But why are you doing that? To learn from it. You're supposed to see the, the intricacy of creation. So now you're doing it to dead things. Living things even more so. Um, he says, I, I saw a tshuva that is not Aser. He says he's, there, he's missing the boat. He's not talking about the supposed to. He says there's an Indian to go ahead and see um, um, animals and to see creation and, and, and to see with their own eyes, not to look at it on, on Wikipedia. He doesn't say that, by the way, but that's what he means. Of a safer Lekit Yeshur, because he brings up that Rabbi Israel is in the Truma Sedation with his great Rishon. He went places to see lions and to see stuff. And the Chida, listen to this, the Chida of Yosef David Azulai, the great Chida, the great. Kubal, philosopher, Baal Halacha, uh, Bibliophile, the Chidah, the great Chidah, who traveled the world. Uh, he was actually the, 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 a collector for Jerusalem in, in, in the late 18th century as well. The Chidah said, he writes in his Sefer, Midbar Kadamos, that when he went, went to London, he was in London in the 18th century, late 18th century, uh, when he went to London, he went to the, to the zoo there. And he, he talks about how we, all these animals he would have never seen in his life. They saw in London how uh, and, and how he was um, amazed by it. So it says um, says about it for sure, absolutely mutter to have a zoo, to go to a zoo. It doesn't mean you can abuse the animals at the zoo, but to have a concept of the zoo is totally fine. It's a great thing. It's a wonderful thing. If people can see animals they wouldn't see otherwise. But then he says a chalila comas to go to anywhere. It's chalila gafer to go anywhere where they're treating animals with cruelty. Right, they're bullfighting. You know, to Spain, or they have these like, you know, or, or they're, you know, the, the whole thing is it, it's not to see the animals. The, the sport is to watch animals hurt each other, or the humans hurt the animals, like the old gladiators of old. Of a gormelat via to watch gladiators, to watch animals fight, to see animal cruel, cruelty. It causes a cruelty in your own neshama. There's a reason Rome was a cruel place. Right, Rome was a bloodthirsty. You know, they killed each other. You read how the Caesars became kings? They killed. They, there was a sick, demented society of murderers. Uh, you know, if they, they let their own kids out to exposure, you know, crazy stuff like that. You don't want to sit there watch animals and humans kill animals for fun, for sport. The kind of double burr to anything like that is forbidden. So to go to a zoo to see animals, like that. they're not in a perfect state. So what? That's 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 sarakata. And there, that you, it's absolutely fine. To see where they're hurting animals? Absolutely not. That's how the Vadya, uh, so anything like bullfighting, according to Vadya, it would be, uh, would be us, uh, whereas, um, uh, you know, so a circus, it would be totally, and how, uh, again, I, I, I don't know what the, what the facts are for circuses for people to see. If they're actually abusing animals, that'd be a problem. Okay, so that's, without getting into the, to the details. What about animal experimentation? Sorry, sounds like you were abusing animals but our purpose was to go and see the animals. No, he says if you, if you to watch it happen, like you know, again, I'm not gonna. Uh, somebody asked me a while back watching boxing. I said, you know, I, you know, if you tell me basketball, tell me football. You know, I played football. I had the best home run shot in the whole team, right? You know, I play soccer and hit the hit and hit the ball over the net. 
You know, that's totally fine. You want a guy to smash his other's heads in? So that's that's you want to see human you want you want to see human greatness the physique I mean I, again I'm not, I'm not, if someone if someone asks is it consensual there it's consensual by the way these guys make enough money that uh, probably most of us would do that also if they pay us that kind of money to go in the ring for 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 two hours and sixty million dollars to these people it's crazy amount of money right but you know it's, on a serious note it's not good for you to see that uh, you see two men. Being, being shut up. So if you see animals doing these things, or even you'd have to weigh it out. Is it what? To what extent? If I see a woman, not, not woman. I mean, I think years ago they had a, uh, you know a man on an elephant in the zoo. They, you know, so honestly, uh, man's it's terrible to elephant. Obviously, that's not terrible, right? Yeah, that's not terrible. Well, I mean, but a bullfight is a bullfight. We know without question that the, the animals in the zoo suffer. In a zoo, what do you mean by suffer? They suffer. Yeah, removed, as Rabbi said, they remove their environment a lot. Of so that's what, that's what, that's what, that's what we're saying. It's not the case. Their intent isn't that they should suffer. Intent, right. Is it? Exactly. That's okay. And, the, and the, it's not menei obey. But if someone, you know, go out and have fun and hit these animals, that's obviously so it's would nothing be. Nothing about the animals. It's just about us. That's certainly how the Ramban learns. By the way, yeah. we saw that the first year. That's and, and even if the animals so do the suffer, mon- no. Ravadi is saying. Ravadi is saying is human benefit. Going back to what we said last year. Human ben- and there is a there is a, an absolute human benefit in having a zoo. There's a human benefit in having a zoo, and since there's a human benefit, just like there's a human benefit to wear leather shoes, you don't have to wear leather shoes. There's a human benefit to have to have your your mink coat or your fur coat, right? There's a human benefit to uh, to um, have certain oil. I mean, how many you know? How many? I, I hate to say, it, fellows, many of you you use pig every day. There's no question in my mind. You have ivory soap, right? What do you think their soap is made of? You think it's made of, uh, it's pig. You know how many pigs they kill for ivory? The mamish pig murderers. Like, uh, you know, these same animal rights people, they suck kill out ivory soap. You know, you gotta call half of the soaps in the world are, you know, uh, are, are, I don't know about ivory, but many of the soaps in the world are, you know, are from pigs. Posh are pigs. You play football? Play football? You know, kicks out their own crowd. What? <laughs> Nobody plays football. Whatever it is, you know. I'm, I'm seriously. So, you know, at the end of the day, if there's a human benefit, this is a revival. This is a distinct human benefit. People gain by going to zoos. Children gain. Adults gain. You get more appreciation for Shem's creation, right? You get you get to see things in, in life. You get so, and and so therefore that the fact that they they are not in their natural habitat. Is okay. But those things shouldn't even be necessary because you're killing them. You're not. You're not. In a zoo? No, no, no. I'm saying like soap. So all these things. Yeah. Okay. Fine. My point is, you have, you know, you know, a lot of pigs being killed. Let's put that one. Yeah. Or animal fat. All these things, animal fat. Whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. So it's not necessary. But the question is, 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 uh, is it necessary? Right. That's so. That's the same. So, so revival holds. It's human benefit. That's the bottom line. Human benefit is is rational. What about this? Is probably the most important question for who real you know one could question a zoo and one could question a thing but unfortunately you know you hear this in the Bay Area I remember a few years ago I, I was listening to these people like they were fighting in the Bay Area fighting against I think it was Genentech or one of these companies about animal experimentation they were like you know going out and protesting that they're testing on animals and how dare they and they're gonna kill like now, I remember I had a girl who was once doing care of her in, in, when I was in law school. She was a vegan. And she comes to my house for Shabbos. I bring the school to my house for Shabbos. This is a girl who had been engaged to a guy. Grew up conservative, actually. 
so far <laughs> off. So she taught so she, she you know, showed me my Silicon Valley, she's like, you're going to the light, most enlightened place in the world. San Francisco is her favorite place. So this girl actually told me, so blue goes no, she didn't blink. She, I, was asking, I was trying to get how vegan, you know how hard it is to cook for a vegan? A pot, can you imagine having a vegan in your house? No. Can you imagine being a vegan? <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Right? So I have this girl in my house. You know, a nice girl, a lost soul. Like she, she tells, I said to her, like, she was talking about animal rights. Like, adamant about how you shouldn't eat meat. should be a vegan, not because of any health reason, but because of animal rights. How could you kill the animals? That was her main reason for being a vegan. So I said to her, let me ask you a question. If you would have uh, a human and a dog fall into the, the ocean, and you could save one, who would you save? If you're telling me, you know... So she said, well, it would depend. If it's a young dog and an old human, I would tell the young dog. If it's a young human and an old dog, I would save the young, the young human. That's what she said. I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. So with the animal exper- experimentation, very often that is exactly the case over here. Uh, you, it's. I mean, this is that's obviously a mental health sickness. That's, that's, that's an ideology which which is against the whole Torah. Right? Man's created last. We started. We all, we started the whole shear that Hashem created the world for for man. That's a pasuk in the Torah. Viradu, <laughs> man should rule over the, over it. First source. I mean, maybe earlier, but the first one I got on this is the Shvus Yaakov. Rabbi Yaakov Reisher, who lived from 1661, 1733. He has many svarim. He has a Chayk Yaakov, which is in Shulchan Aruch and Halachas Pesach. The Minchas Yaakov, which is a commentary on the Ramaz Torah Schat. It's also a, a Shal of a Chuva Shvus Yaakov. And there he's asked, is it possible? This is he, he says this is sometime in the late 17th century, early 18th century. Is it possible to experiment on animals? Um, in order to heal humans. Could you test things on animals in order to heal humans? It says the Shavis Yaakov, absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Because it, it, it's, 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 that, that, that is a permissible, that's for humans. There's a, there is a benefit to test on animals. There's a benefit um, uh, to do it. The, Rabbi Yaakov Breish uh, in Chalkas Yaakov um Says his father Sinchelik Aleph, he was a great Robin in Switzerland, passed away about 30, 40 years ago. He says, oh, let me call Mr. Winnie the shorthand. Let me call the Nikhil. I'll do off Pidin. Technically speaking, to test him, to test it out. I, and I, I honestly don't get this, to be honest. But uh, it's po- possible that. that being righteous here is not to do this on animals, because the Ramah says it could cause Achzaris to, to you know to sit there and zapping rabbits. It's not like uh, catching them in traps. There, you're taking, you're injecting them with all kinds of medications. You're zapping the rabbit. You're taking the the, the weasel or the the rat and putting things in them. I mean, this is you know. <laughs> This, is, this makes bullfights sometimes look tame, right? They're, what they do in those animals in those labs, he says that maybe you shouldn't be right. But he says, uh, he says, unless, uh, you know, he really should try not to do this uh, because it could be garbage. If you're the ones doing this in those labs, it's could be garbage. Meet the raw in yourself. He said, but for sure, halakhically speaking, you're asking me, is you allowed to do it? It's for sure, mutter. That's what the Chalak says. In this, um, he actually quotes a Sridi Eish, Rabbi Chil Yaakov Weinberg, who, he, uh, 
he said that uh, you should definitely, he argues with him vehemently, he actually, to his credit, quotes him, and brings him down. Um, he said, there's no Midas Chasidus, the Midas Chasidus to any human benefit, any human cause, right? Anything where people are going to benefit from. Um, he says, what do you tell me, Tzar Bali Chaim, you worried about Midas Chasidus of, of, of zapping the rabbits or injecting them? What about the human pain? Right? Why don't you think that old person is gonna is gonna suffer because there's no cause, there's no cure for him, or the person is gonna get dementia in the next last ten years of his life will be incomprehensible? He says, "You don't tell me tsar bal chayim. We have tsara adam, and just like you can eat meat, right? Just like you can do that, you can you know you because you can you can you can go out there." He says, "There's no." Um, he says. You should be makel. You should be makel. Magamre. You should be makel. Don't give me tell them that believe gum gum that any doubt, anything needed to help human beings is permissible. I forgot to bring. Cicely Ezra says, um, even so, you should sedate the animals using anesthetics. Anything that you could do to make it easier for the animals, for sure, mutter. What I wondered, I didn't see clearly, I, I, is what about animal testing for, let's say, moisturizer? Like, you know, so you want to tell me for, I, mean, I, I to me it's clear. I, I, I don't, honestly, I don't understand the Chalkas Yaakov. You know, uh, how could he say, I mean, this Hasidus, to not animal test because of uh, uh, raw. I go, I, listen, I, this, this, Past week, I have two calls for like hospice to see elderly. I mean, you see people suffer. I mean, anything that can alleviate, could cure human being, as we started, Christ uh, broke the world for man. Kabbalistically, it's actually for, to the benefit of the, you know, you know, the Iker thing of Tzabal Chaim is for, for us, not even for the animal. That's what Ramban says. I, to, to take a Midas Chasidis and let human beings suffer and die or, or get to diseases, I don't understand it. But my, my question would be, let's say it's comfort. Uh, you know, you could say moisturizers make a break for some people, their hands get chapped. But let's say, there's moisturizer already. So you need to test the moisturizer. This moisturizer, Lubriderm is not good enough for you. Anything better than Lubriderm. So I'm going to test the animals for, for aggressive moisturizer. Could, could you make the argument? Most likely, because there is a human benefit. When I, when I then understand something like Rabbi Yaakov saying you shouldn't do that, yeah, I would, okay? But if it's for anything, actual physical health cures, medications, A, sorry, I don't understand that at all. Okay? Same, well, you can... You can to, the, to the doc that you said, they don't give questions to it, because still there's benefits, it's a little bit more tasty, but it's still... For what? And the French that we call... Oh, foie gras? Where's it? Foie gras. Yeah, it's the same, same, yeah, same, same type of... Same type of same, I mean, uh, 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 um... Yeah, same, same within reason, same type of idea. Yeah, I mean, the, the emotion's main thing was when it's just cosmetic and not, you know, a lot of the reason they do this thing is for cosmetics, how the way the meat looks, how you know, you know, if there's actual taste, you can you can have an argument. Uh, again, you know, it, it, that that goes back to this gray zone of, you know, human benefit, minor human benefit versus how much animal pain. And again, there is there is. That, that's where you'll find the, mo- the most machlaikis, and to be honest, the most reason to be stringent, okay, in those areas. Yeah, your question? What's your other option? I mean, if you, you have something you think is a new moisturizer or a new cosmetic, I mean, either you test it on humans or you test it on an animal. I mean, 
So, so you know, uh, the, the, again, if someone says that they work for a company and they're doing this, I'm not telling them doing this, sir. If someone would ask me, should they do this? I would say, maybe better do something else. You hear the difference? Mm-hmm. You know, because for sure, as you just said, is it mutter? I think it's mutter. Right, you're saying midas chasidus. So I, mean, I can hear a, an, a, a reason to be machmer by that type of stuff. I hear no reason. Someone asked me earlier, and I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a job where I can be learning to save human beings, or help human beings live longer, live better, uh, you know, not get cancer, not get dementia, or Alzheimer's. You know, when it tests out, you know, heart transplants on pigs and on monkeys before we do human beings, please do. <laughs> you are saving human beings. To me, the three day age is in much more sense than the Chalkas Yaakov. If you can t- test heart transplants on, on monkeys or pigs that can save, how many people a year are saved today by heart transplants? You know, how many tens of thousands, about hundreds of thousands of years, how many humans have seen their children get married, have done mitzvahs, have done Torah because of that? Uh, I don't get it. But someone tells me, you know, I want to go into the moisturizer business and test on animals. And motion. I, I might not tell you it's usser, but I would say, I don't know if I would want to do that. You know, it's like, there is a reason to be machmah. You hear the difference? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, lastly, and shortly, because it's late, I'll just say it outside. What about euthanasia? Okay. Verachim of a Um it says to have mercy. So, uh, actually, I get this question often, and actually, someone just asked me this recently. I don't want to call out y'all, but if you want to raise your hand. Are you allowed to do euthanasia to animal? Let's say an animal is uh, suffering. Uh, it, it happens to be, uh, in, in the idea of pets is a different sheer, different, so historically Jews had animals for, not for companionship. <laughs> they had animals for product productivity. They had, they had farms, and they needed to have food. Today we have a different galaxy of like companionship, right? I'm not talking about people with blind dogs. So, uh, the, you know, how that plays out in life, and you know, all of these things, so there are, you know, there are whether it's on a farm or you know, your pet dog or cat. I, I've got I don't know how many cat childs the past couple of years from different people. Um, so what if the animal is suffering and and the suffering uh, is enough that, it, that it's either very expensive to keep it alive. Someone asked me about having a surgery it costs thousands of dollars to save one of their animals. Pasha thousands of dollars to save their animals. This is a person, by the way, who is not rolling in the dough, right? But they, they're very attached to the animal. I'm not going to answer what I, I said this person, but if you're allowed to even spend that kind of money, who says, right, <laughs> you can really pay your own bills. Are you allowed to spend on an on on, on a cat or a dog or a, or a parrot? You know, that kind of money. I mean, that's, you know, $8,000, $10,000. Like, that's serious stuff. Um, obviously, there's emotional attachment. So, I mean, the, the, but what about in general? Could you do euthanasia in animals? So, the bear, Eliyahu, and many others say that if the animal is suffering, that by human, we keep a human being as long alive as long as possible, right? Every second of life is a kapara, is, 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 uh, uh, fixes the soul. Did we learn to, Hashem, does animals have portions in the world to come? No, right? Animals don't have a there's no kapara for an animal to live longer. You know, you want the dog to live longer. You want the cat to live longer. It's nothing to do with the animal. That animal is suffering. You know, with a human being, there's a neshama. 
there's a bigger picture over here. There's, there is a, a, an, there's, you know, on the contrary, we, as a general, there's a general rule, we try to keep humans as long, alive as long as possible. Okay, are, are there exceptions? Is it tremendous human pain? And, and then not to do extraordinary measures? Yeah, that, that, that very often is the case. There's, there's significant pain. But it, but but the the goal of human is every second of life is 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 eternal. Every second of life is valuable. Any pain at the end of life is a kapara. That's not the case of an animal. And therefore, it says the Belial and many others, if the animal is really suffering, then it's the rachman al kamei. So it's actually to euthanize the animal. Halt here. Thank you. So. So I see. He says he says exactly what I just said. He says, um, you know, he kind of says out what I said everything because I gave it to you. He first says everything about neshama, then he says about baltashkes. He says if it's a tzurich, you should do it because you know even uh, the animal could live longer. You could have it around more. It could be something more. So maybe you shouldn't kill. That's the I. I agree. That's why I'd say in those cases you you can kill it, right? But you know, it's also still killing it itself is is a musig of rachamim. Maybe he's not saying that you can kill it. Maybe he's saying you should kill it. No, you don't kill it yourself. You go take it to a doctor. Yeah, no, it's psychration. It gets killed. So I I think after the shear, that's the clarity that, that you should have that it should be mutter. But I, I I can tell you, for people who have the shiloh who are very attached to their pets, this is like a serious shiloh. This is like, I, you can't imagine the emotion and the pain that goes into the Shailah. So, you, you know, you're coming after you the Gemara's and the blah, 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 We had three shares on it. Uh, but the Rachamim, actually, is the kill animal out of this. That's, my, that's the main point. The Rachamim of Kalmaisa, he says, actually, to keep an animal alive, it's Tsar Bali Chaim to keep it alive. The Tsar Bali Chaim is you're torturing this animal. This animal's dying. Its liver's collapsing. It's you know. It's and you're saying no. I, I need my doggy. I need my cat. I need. I need. I need Lucky. I need you know Marcy. I need Elsie. Whatever. Whatever the animal's name is. It's the, the actual the Rachman of Kalmais in that kind of case is actually to you the animal. Okay. Hold your next criminal class. I've after. I most likely won't be after. Double check of a, of a Chumash play, which is you know. Yeah, it could be a ball. You know. Okay.